Welcome to the Horizon Church Podcast. God is doing incredible things in Tampa. Learn more about us at horizontampabay.com. We hope you find today's message inspiring and encouraging. Let's dive in. Be seated. Good morning and welcome to Horizon. I'm Erica Allen. I'm one of the pastors here. And um, y'all, that was one of the most exciting things that have happened um, since we started this church. It's just so fun when people keep saying yes to showing up and participating in the new thing that God is indeed sprouting up. And so I just want to say thank you, even if your next step isn't to be a covenant member, if your next step this morning was just walking in the door and being here to worship God, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being here. And I just want to remind us all that Wherever you come from, whatever, um, if this is your first time here, your hundredth time here, we've not had a hundred services yet, but whatever time, whatever you bring this morning, I just want to tell you, I am so glad you are here this morning. We're continuing our series, Anxious and Afraid, and I know, y'all, I live in this world. There's a million things to be anxious and afraid of, and I am so glad this morning that you came here, and we've decided together we're going to hear what it is God offers to us this morning um, in a world that wants us to be anxious and afraid. We, we came seeking God's peace and love. And so thank you for being here um, and for all the ways that, that that peace and love isn't gonna stay here, but for the ways so many of you are working so hard to make sure that peace and love spills out from this place and into a world that is desperate for it. So thank you so much for being here and for the work you do to make Horizon the place that it is. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so excited to be your pastor and I just want you to know that. Um, this morning we are going to continue our Anxious and Afraid series. Um, does anyone here remember Groupon? That was like a 10-year, 9 or 10-year ago. Anybody remember Groupon? Um, so let me explain. I don't think it exists anymore. I think it might have went bankrupt. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to. Um, but Chris and I I was in grad school when Groupon was in its heyday, and Chris was a youth pastor, so we didn't have a ton of money. And Groupon's, like, their business model was to partner with new businesses or businesses that were struggling, and they would, you would pay, like, $30 for a $50 gift card to, the to a restaurant, or you'd buy one visit to a spa or some kind of experience, and you'd get two for free, so it's one for the price of three. Do, does that make sense? So my favorite activity each week was like scrolling through that Groupon and figuring out what it is Chris and I could afford on our little measly budget <laughs> um, a few years ago and figuring out like what, it, what experience it was we could, we could pay for. And this one day I was going through the Groupon ad and there was my perfect experience, like perfectly crafted for me. It was a boxing class. You could buy one class and get two free. So you got like three classes. That's the only way I would ever sign up for a boxing class is if I would get two free. And so I, I did it. I signed up for the Groupon and I went to the boxing class and they give you these gloves when you uh, walk in and then you do these like warm-ups. They teach you like the, the right way to jet. The instructor like teaches you the right way to jab and punch and cross it. They have all these names for things. Um, and so I, I like, you know, was doing my warm-up, doing things the way they told, told me. And then it comes time for, like, the aerobic part of the class. So you, like, sit down on the floor. I'm not going to do this for you all this morning. But you sit down on the floor and you do these, like, crunches, opposite leg 
like that and like on the ground and stuff. And this woman is like, the instructor's like standing above you with these pads on her hand. And she's like, hit, hit, punch, jab. And she's like yelling at you and you're sweating and these gloves are really, really heavy. And you're just like punching your way through the class. And I looked up and it was like 10 minutes into the class and I was soaking wet and completely exhausted. I was like, this is terrible. Um, but I kept going. Like I, I really thought I was going to get to fight like in this class. And so after you do like the part on the floor, the warm up or whatever, they call you over to like the punching bags and they do this like they yell at you this routine that you start doing like with the punching bag and pretty soon they're like jab, punch, jab, punch. And I'm like kind of doing that. But my arms, I have string bean arms like I was probably not made to be a boxer if we're honest. And so these gloves are like really heavy and I like seriously like can't hold my arms up anymore. So I'm just kind of like dancing around the bag and the woman's yelling at me, come on, Alan, hit the bag, get your arms up, hit the bag. I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't lift my arms up anymore. And she's like, come on, come on. And so I'm soaking wet. I'm thirsty. I'm like, my legs are tired now because I've just like danced this circle around the bag for 10 minutes. Everything on me hurt. And I was like, she's yelling at me like, Alan, stop. Just like, what are you doing? Come on, Alan, get in the fight. And I did what was apparently the unpardonable sin. I took my eyes off of the bag, which they told us not to do. And she screams at me, Alan, that's how you get knocked out in a fight. You take your eyes off the opponent. And I'm like, this is a bag. This was a Groupon deal. I'm not made for boxing. This is awful. I want to go home. And she gets this gleam in her eyes like boxers do. Like, this is the moment where she's going to fall in love with boxing. I, I can tell this is like what she's thinking. She's like, how about you fight me? And I'm like, Hmm, <laughs> that does not sound like a good idea. At the time, I was training for a marathon, and so um, this was sort of just my cross-training, like strength exercise. But anyway, she puts on these, like, you know, the pad things that you wear, and I have the gloves, and she's just telling me, like, where and how to punch, and I'm doing what she says. But about one minute in, I'm just, like, completely exhausted again. Like, I just literally can't, like, these gloves are not light after a while, and you're like constantly, you're holding them up and like jabbing, and I was just like, my back's burning, my arms are burning, my shoulders are burning, I'm like, I just can't, I just can't do this anymore, and so I told her, I was like, I, like, I just can't, she's like, come on, jab, jab, she's yelling at me, and I'm, I'm, you know, in there fighting, fighting, and finally I was like, I, just knock me out, I don't care, I, do, I cannot do this anymore, and when I got in the car, I, like, felt bad because I, I was, like, realized I was never going to be Rocky. Chris and I walked out to our wedding reception. We were introduced to Eye of the Tiger, like, the thrill of the fight. Like, I loved it. Like, my dream was to become, like, a boxer in these three classes. And it was just very clear that dream was, like, not going to happen. And so here I am, like, fighting, fighting, fighting in this class. And I, I kind of hate boxing. And so I got in the car, and Chris texted me, had texted me while I was in the class, and he's like, how, so how was it? And I texted him back. I was like, I probably won't be able to wash my hair for a year because I can't lift my arms, but we can talk about the rest of it when I get home because I also can't hold the, like I like literally placed my arms up on the steering wheel because they were so tired, and I was so exhausted. 
And so as I'm driving home, I'm like, why in the world did I hate that class so bad? Like, why did I hate it so bad? And, and I had about five reasons. The first reason was, like, my arms, like, I'm not probably built like a box. Like, my arms, I don't know if they'll ever be in good enough shape to hold up boxing gloves for a long period of time. I don't know that I'll ever be in that kind of shape. The second thing is, my parents paid a lot of money for me to have braces, and I kind of like my teeth where they are. And when they were fighting, like, you have to wear mouth guard. I couldn't breathe in this class anyway. I didn't know how I was going to wear a mouth guard and be able to breathe. So I was like, I just don't know if this sport is for me. And I kept, I kept thinking about how the instructor was like yelling at me and fussing at me about running away, dancing with the back, like making fun of me for running away. I was like, I'm training for a marathon. I'm perfectly aware of my size. My best chance in a fight is to hit and run really far and really fast. Like, I'm probably not made for this sport. And so I'm like thinking of all these reasons why I'm probably never, ever going to go back to the class. And it actually clicked why I was so tired. Because I was fighting in this class with everything I had. And I realized that's exactly how I felt in life at that moment. I was a girl from Sandy Ridge, North Carolina. It's a rural town in the hills of North Carolina. I was at Vanderbilt University in the heart of Nashville, Tennessee. I grew up seeing cows out my window and we could look out our window and see skyscrapers. I was in a completely different world and I was fighting with everything I had to figure out how to belong in that place. I was fighting to keep my grades up. I was fighting because every single time I opened my mouth, people assumed things about me because of my accent. I was fighting my anxiety and my fear about finances. Was there going to be enough money, especially if I spent what little bit of money we had on this three-class experience and I only went to one? I was fighting everything in my life. And this boxing experience just connected my heart and my body. And I realized I was tired of fighting everything in my life. I don't know what you bring here with you this morning, but my guess is that if I ask you, what are you fighting this morning, a few of you have some ideas. Maybe you're fighting a financial struggle that is bigger than you can even imagine. Maybe you're fighting for your marriage or your relationship or your job. Maybe you're fighting an addiction that no one even knows you're fighting. I'm going to bet this morning everyone here can answer this question that you're fighting for something. And I'm here to tell you this morning that as we keep fighting all of these things, it just makes us more anxious and more afraid because there's just more and more and more coming at you. Before you know it, everybody feels like they're blind, about to get sucker punched and, uh, while you're blindsided, like from a blindsided sucker punch. Like everybody feels like that. What is next? What's coming at me next? I'm tired of fighting. And our invitation from Jesus this morning, the Prince of Peace, the son of a God who wants to give us freedom from, from our fear invites us this morning to take our boxing gloves off and put on something different this morning. So I want you to be really honest with yourself. What are you fighting this morning? What is it in your life that you're fighting? And I want you, I want you to hear our scripture that that's framed this last two, two messages in this series from Romans 18, 
8.15, you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Because fearful slaves feel like they're fighting everything around them. Instead, you received God's spirit, a spirit of peace and freedom when he adopted you as his own children. You don't have to fight for a place to belong with God. You're already there. You don't have to fight for a purpose with God. You already have one. You don't have to keep fighting so much anymore. Just accept this spirit of freedom and peace. As I was reading this week, as I was preparing for this, this message this week, I remembered um, a group of people in Ephesians um, 2,000 years ago. Um, there was a, a new pastor, Paul. He was starting these communities of, of churches all over, all over the place. And there was this new church coming up in Ephesus. And Paul writes them a letter because he hears about them. About a year after, a year or two after they get their church started, they start fighting with each other. Remember, this is a symptom of being anxious and afraid. When you are anxious and afraid about everything around you, you just start fighting everything around you. And this is what's happening with the Ephesians. They are just fighting each other. They're fighting in their family. They're fighting in their community. They're fighting in their church. And it is starting to ruin everything that they have to stand for because people who fight are too distracted. People who are fighting everything in their lives are too distracted to work for the things that God's peace and freedom want to bring, not just to you, but to the people around you. The widows were suffering. The orphans in their community were, su were suffering. The hungry were suffering. And they want, Paul's like, this, God's dream, God's spirit wants to offer you something different. God wants to use y'all not to fight each other and everything around you. God wants to use you to feed the hungry, to free those who are imprisoned by addiction and all the rest of the things that they have. God wants to use you. To learn what it's like to, to forgive others and to, to live a different way of life that offers peace and freedom. And as I read that this week, I was like, that sounds really good for a person who'd forgotten how she'd picked up these boxing gloves again not too long after that boxing class and started fighting everything in life again. I, 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 that's what I do, y'all, day in and day out, just fight, fight, fight my way through everything around us. And God says to the Ephesians, I have a different way for you to live, but God doesn't just say that to the Ephesians. God says that to us this morning. I have a different way for you to live. You don't have to be strong in yourself, God says. Paul says to these Ephesians through God, he says, finally, be strong in the Lord. You don't have to keep fighting all these battles by yourself. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes, against all those things that are coming at you day in and day out. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. We think we're fighting this person in front of us. We think we're fighting this addiction. We think we're fighting our financial trouble. But our, our fight is bigger than that. It's against rulers, against authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against spiritual forces of evil, even in the heavenly realm. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, when you feel like me, punching that boxing bag and you can't do it anymore, when... After you've done everything to stand, stand firm then 
with the belt of truth buckled around your waist, the, the truth from God buckled around your, your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. If you're tired of just running from every fight, what does it look like to have your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace? In addition to all of this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers. If you're anxious and af afraid, pray. If, you're, if things are going great, pray. On all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests, pray with this in mind. Be alert and always keep on praying. For all the Lord's people. Folks, this morning, I feel like these words are so important to people who live in a world that's anxious and afraid. So many of us are trying so hard to stay in that fight. Maybe it's not an instructor yelling at you to keep punching the punching bag or, or to get in the fight or to get in the ring. Maybe that's not who's yelling at you this morning. But what is yelling at you and telling you you're not quite strong enough for this fight? You don't have to fight it alone anymore. You're not big enough to fight it alone. Put your strength in the Lord. That's my first thing that I want us to, to learn from the Ephesians who are fighting with each other. You're, where are you trying to draw your strength from and you've realized you're just not enough by yourself? Because I, I wasn't kidding when I said that fight between you and your spouse that keeps, keeps coming up, it's more than the conflict that just keeps coming up. There's something else going on. That addiction, that drinking problem that you have, that drinking too much a few nights, that hangover that you have four, four mornings a week, that's more than just a drinking problem. There's some deep-seated addiction, and you don't have strength on your own to fight it. You need God. That financial trouble that you're in, it's probably bigger than the amount of money you make or you don't make. There's something else going on, and you're only going to find the strength you're only going to find the strength for that from the Lord. And if you continue to try to do it by yourself, that's what makes us feel anxious and afraid. I was fighting all of those voices about worthiness and whether I belonged there and all those things. I was fighting all those things myself. And when I finally heard God say, I created you for this purpose, and you're more worried about what everybody else thinks than what I think about you. Draw your strength from me, from the purpose I have given to you. Maybe that's what some of us need to hear this morning from God. Put your strength, your strength will come from the Lord. Get your strength, accept your strength from the Lord. Quit trying to make it up and fight this fight all for yourself. Put the boxing gloves down and get your strength from the Lord. Here are some ways that you can do that. The first thing that Paul says is put on the belt of truth. There is nothing that's going to make you more anxious and afraid than maintaining some kind of lie. Continuing to, to tell yourself you're not good enough or you are too good or living some life that you're not really called to. Living in some relationship where you're not being honest with somebody, there is nothing that starts to make you feel more anxious and afraid, more exhausted, 
There's nothing that takes the fight out of you like continuing not to tell the truth over and over and over. What does it look like? Who do you need to tell the truth to this morning? What does it look like for you to put on the belt of truth, to look at somebody and say, I need you to know this. If you're hurting this morning, this is what this belt of truth is about. Look at one person. Is there one person in your life you can look at and say, the truth is things aren't going real well right now, and I need one person to hear me. I need one person to listen to me. I need to tell one person the truth. Can you put that belt of truth on this morning? If you need something more from your spouse, we need some affirmation. If you need some uh, different work schedule at work, what is it that you need? Who can you look at and tell, I need to tell you the truth. This is what I need right now. What does it look like for you to put on the belt of truth this morning? In a world that tells you, be anxious and afraid. You don't need to actually be truthful or honest about this. There's nothing that's going to wear you out if you're trying to cover up that truth. You will, you will get exhausted. Put on that belt of truth and quit being so anxious and afraid all the time. Put on the breastplate of, Paul says, righteousness or justice. Another way we could say that is honor. You all, some of you all are running from doing the right thing right now in this very moment. You know at your job there's something you have to do that's the next right step. There's something in your family life that's the next right step for you and your family. There is something in your personal relationship life. There is something somewhere that is the next right step, and it seems harder than continuing to live the life that you're leading. Put on the breastplate of honor. Do the next right thing and quit being so anxious and afraid of what will happen if you take the step that God is asking you to take. What does it look like to really put on that breastplate of honor and to say, I need to do the next right thing. I want people, I don't care if people see this super successful person or this mom who has it all together or whatever it is that you're obsessed with people seeing about you. What does it look like when they can look at you and say, that person puts on something every single morning that makes them do the right thing, even if it's not the easy thing? What is it this morning that God may be asking you to do that is right and not necessarily easy? God suits you up and prepares you for that, and it's a way to protect you from fear and anxiety that keeps you from doing those things. Pray, God, I need your strength to do this, right, this next right thing. I can't do it on my own. I, I can't even like look that person in the face and do that next right thing. Please, God, give me a breastplate of honor. Because that's what I want people to see is an honest and integrity, a person of honesty and integrity. Because that's what brings glory to God. And it helps to give us peace and freedom so that we're not slaves to fear and anxiety anymore. The third thing, I was really good at running from the fight. And I didn't even realize it until I was standing there dancing around that bag and running from a woman who was trying to hit me. I don't like staying in the fight. Sometimes it's easier for me to run away from the things that I need to be standing firm with my feet. What does it look like this morning for you to have feet of peace? Feet that, that stand still and say, I'm going to stand in this place and be a person who offers peace to the world, but a peace that I know through Christ. A peace that doesn't keep me running around all the time in a crazy schedule. A peace that doesn't keep me running away from things every time they get hard. The kind of peace that doesn't make me just run, 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 run all the time. What does it look like for us to put on the shoes that God has for us? Feet of peace. And these feet don't just bring you peace. They bring people around you who are anxious and afraid 
They bring them peace and goodness. Last week, I was so stressed out. I was nervous and anxious about 9,000 different things. And so I called, we have a, our school has a partnership with BT Washington Elementary. We send volunteers in to read and tutor the students. And I, call, I called, I had my teacher's number, and I texted my teacher and said, I just can't be there this week. I've got way too much going on. And I stayed home and got anxious and afraid about stuff and stressed out about work instead of going to read with my students. And this week, I had read Ephesians, and it says, put on, put on those shoes of peace, right? Put on the shoes that bring good news. And so I said, I'm not running from the things where God offers me peace, where God wants to use me to be good news, where God wants to use other people to speak good news back to me. I'm going to put on these shoes. I'm going to put on these feet of peace, and I'm going to go see what it is God has for me. And my week was completely different because I did what God had already given to me to do. All I had to do was do it, stand there in these shoes and not run away from it. What is it that God is calling you to right now in this moment to have feet of peace, to stand or to move towards peace and away from the, the fear and the anxiety that, you, that you're running to? You're, you have two choices, run to the fear and anxiety or, or stay in the peace of Christ. What does it look like this morning for you to have feet of peace? The shield of faith, what you believe actually matters. If you believe Jesus came to give you purpose and purpose for the lives of people around you, if you believe God actually created you to shine light and ignite change, if you believe that God wants you to shine that light and ignite that change with people around you, you begin to live different. What we believe about Jesus, it actually matters. That we believe God can use us to shine light and ignite change, that we believe that God wants to shine light and ignite change in us and through us, that actually matters. And it changes the way we begin to live in the world. It begins to change the way we see the future. Because when we begin to see things and look forward with this shield of faith, with this believing that God wants to use you to shine light and ignite change, we begin to live differently than people who are just scared and afraid of things, who are just fighting things, who are just running from the fight. We begin to live differently. We begin to see people differently. We begin to see the people we're even fighting with differently. When we begin to live with that shield of faith, knowing that what we're doing, God wants to use us to shine light and ignite change, that begins to change everything. What does it look like for you this week to put down that, that shield that you've been using to fight all your fights with? And what does it look like to pick up the shield of faith, the shield where God says to you, you are created to shine light and ignite change, and you go and do it? What does it look like to begin to believe that and to live it out in the world? The helmet of salvation. There's no place quite like your mind that will start telling you all these things to keep you anxious and afraid. There's no place like your head that will begin to, to just get you all off course and make you anxious and afraid. What does it look like to say, God, even redeem those thoughts in my head? Begin to make everything different. Not just my heart, God, not just my life. Have it all, God. Redeem everything about me. Because when we begin to let God redeem all of the things about us, our thoughts and what we believe about ourselves, our thoughts and what we believe about others, when we let God begin to, to redeem and make that new, we begin to live differently. We're not so anxious and afraid. And most of all, people around you can tell that difference, and they're not as anxious and afraid either. You actually become people who are spreading this spirit of God's peace and freedom. What does it look like this week for you to let God begin to redeem you?
And finally, the one thing you can't show up to in a fist fight, a boxing match, is a knife, right? But God says, bring with you the sword of the Spirit. And I was like, what does that mean? And it's because the second that someone pulls out a knife, it changes things. People become anxious and afraid. And some of you, when you're fighting, the Ephesians did this too. Some of you, when you're fighting, are pulling out some things that aren't fair to be bringing to the fight. What does that look like for you? What is that in your life that you're bringing to the fight that isn't fair anymore? And what does it look like to put that down and to be so connected to God, to what God's saying as we pray, as we read scripture, as we grow in worship, as we grow as people of God? What does it look like to start putting that down and start picking up a different way of living? Not one that's slashing people all around, but one that's offering a different way of living with peace and freedom. What does it look like this morning for that to happen? And so this is what I'm going to offer to each of you this week. There's a reading plan on HorizonTampaBay.com slash reading plan. You can pull out your phone right now. And this week, we are going to read the 23rd Psalm together. We're going to read the Word of God. It's going to be a prayer. You can put this in your phone. It will ask you to sign up, and you'll get an email from me every morning at 7 a.m., And at 7 a.m., you'll read one verse of the 23rd Psalm. I'll provide a little devotion, and then you'll have a moment of of prayer that you can do. What does it look like this week for you? We're going to talk about the ways all week long, how you can begin to, to suit up differently and live differently than just fighting everything in your life. And so this week, I want you to sign up for this. I want you to read it. But for those of you who... Come this morning anxious and afraid, who are tired of fighting. I, tell, I, I just invite you, take off the boxing gloves and quit fighting everything so hard. It's, it's been an invitation I've had to live into this week, and it's not been easy. There's been moments where I've been like, oh, picked that up. That wasn't fair. Oh, did that. What, like, what does it look like for you this week to live differently than fighting everything around you? What does it look like to be connected to God's spirit, that spirit that doesn't want you anxious and afraid all the time, but the spirit that offers to you peace? Will you pray with me? God of grace and love, we give you thanks that in a world that asks us to fight so much, you offer us a different way of living. And so this morning, those of us who are fearful slaves, who are fighting for everything we have, God, we just pray that you will help us be armed with something different and to recognize it's not a battle you're calling us into, but a way of life that is full of peace and freedom from all of these things that we're fighting all around us. Give us one or two of these things that we need this week. And most of all, God, use us to be people who shine your light and ignite your change in this, your world. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Horizon Church Podcast. If you are in the Tampa area, consider joining us one Sunday. You can also be a part of shining light and igniting change by financially supporting the ministries of Horizon Church at horizontampabay.com giving. Thank you again for joining us 